This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Friday, April 17th. Alas, a weekend by any other name. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. The most compelling price action overnight was the bid for risk assets. There's been some positive news related to the development of a coronavirus drug out of Chicago, which has put a bid in for global equities. The most surprising aspect of this is that it really hasn't done a great deal for treasuries. Now, this is consistent with this range trading thesis that we've been on about, but it also is an acknowledgement that while there is plenty of potential upside in the equity markets from current levels, there's a real debate about whether or not the animal spirits are overdone. Some of the economic data released overnight included the lowest GDP print out of China on record, which was negative 6.8% year over year during the first quarter. We also saw retail sales off more than 15% in March and fixed asset investment down more than 16%. The market is really running into this issue of how much negativity is already priced into the market and trading the wave of incoming positive headline seems to be the market's current disposition. It's widely understood that Q1 and Q2 data is going to be horrific by any measure. However, the market appears to be transitioning towards gauging the ability of the major economies to regain the lost ground in a relatively timely manner. The question of timing is clearly the most relevant at this stage. The guidelines set forth by the White House related to reopening the U.S. economy fell a bit short of expectations. We didn't see anything specific in terms of timing. However, the administration appears to be leaving it to the governors, and we would expect state-by-state decisions. Our biggest takeaway was that the conversation has now been termed in weeks and not months. So on the margin, that is incrementally encouraging. There's little question that the treasury market has demonstrated a much more cautious approach to incorporating any good news on the virus front. Again, yields are effectively unchanged overnight, and the curve is squarely in the middle of the range that it's been holding for the last four to five weeks. The plunge lower in the energy complex has complicated matters for inflation expectations, with the front month WTI contract trading as low as $18.03 a barrel. This is the lowest since 2002, when prices dropped to $17.85 a barrel. A combination of supply that is poised to overtake capacity and the dismal projections for global growth going forward have rebased the energy sector lower for the foreseeable future. Whether or not the millennium's low of $16.70 per barrel, which was reached in November 2001, is ultimately breached remains to be seen. All else being equal, given the trajectory of what we're seeing in the energy complex, it's difficult to imagine that that number doesn't very quickly come on the radar as the second quarter unfolds. This has clear implications for the path of realized inflation throughout 2020, with the largest impact being on the headline figures, obviously. The spillover into the core measures is far less of a foregone conclusion. However, we do expect that this year's biggest risks will be fighting deflation versus any reflationary ambitions. 
at least until the fourth quarter, give or take, because we're going to spend a good portion of 2020 gauging the depth of the recession and any potential recovery that follows. The next step within a traditional economic framework would be where then do we start to see pockets of demand-driven buy-side inflation. The supply-side inflation has different implications for growth. So at the end of the day, it really is demand-side inflation that the Fed would want to see. And recall that the Fed was struggling to ensure higher future consumer prices remain the base case assumption even before COVID-19. So the realities of the first half will have lingering downward implications for CPI long after the world reopens for business. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobal0.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public disclosure slash.